1: Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Park Bird. And uh, it's like a beautiful day out there, but I don't know how long it's going to stay that way because uh, they've got some really nasty weather coming in. And um, we have got a jam-packed two-hour show today that we're going to do in 50 minutes, Greg. What do you think about that? we got Presbyterian baseball at 10.50 with uh, Presbyterian and Winthrop with Ryan Clary standing by.
2: Greg? Well, anyway, that part... That part's great, but we got some good guests lined up, uh, and it is abbreviated show, but we're going to come on with some, some good people, and we'll have to talk a little bit faster and <laughs> me talk a little bit less.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but we got uh, Ronnie Blacks over here pushing buttons as I speak, and we have Bob hissam We're going to get on the air here immediately. He is the historian at the North Carolina Motorsports Hall of Fame in Mooresville, North Carolina. And we actually are having a book signing up there next Saturday. I mean, I'm mean, I'm sorry, next Friday at 10 o'clock. And he's going to, um, uh, of course, host us up there. And he wants to talk about that and some other things. And uh, this is um, going to be our sort of premiere for the book that Neil Castles and I wrote together. And uh, we already had him scheduled for uh, a period of time when at 11 o'clock when we had to uh, – uh rescheduling because we won't be on the air at 11 o'clock so uh ronnie how are you doing this morning doing good i'm doing good okay yeah you pull that up to your mouth yeah, and uh we can go now and talk to bob hissom bob how are you doing
3: hey i'm doing just fine how about you
1: guys i'm doing great you get
2: pulled
3: over on the side of the road okay it sure did. I got in a get a good place here, about a church parking lot. How's that?
2: That's that's very good. Say uh, a prayer for me while you're there, please. Yeah, me too. That's
3: that's I a good. Think, that's a good job, Bob. I think we all need
1: it. Hey, b- before we start talking about uh, the event next Friday, I think it's fascinating where you're en route to right now. Tell tell our listeners uh, where you're going this morning.
3: I'm on the way to. Uh, Mountain City, Tennessee. It's about 35 miles uh, outside of Boone to an old race car driver. Drove back in the mid 60s to early 70s. Dr. Don Tar. Uh, 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 Don's 90th birthday is today, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, we've got about eight, eight uh, uh, racing people set up. Uh, we're gonna go over and surprise him today. It's, it's a total surprise. His wife wanted to set this up, and. Uh, and now uh, Don is a Don's a great great guy. I've known him for about uh 23, 24 years. And boy, did he has some good stories to tell through the years.
1: Well don't surprise I, him I'm too I'm excited about it. Don't surprise him too much because I'm sixty seven and I don't know how many surprises I can handle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I think he's really gonna like this that uh I you know, she wants, she i uh, Carol Carol Carol's wife like uh, she wanted to have a special uh surprise for him for his birthday, so uh so uh, we started talking there, and, and uh, I'm on my way to pick up Terry Anderson now. Uh, Terry used to be a crew member for, uh, for uh, Cecil uh, Gordon G- back, in, back C- in the
1: day there. Yeah, Cecil Gordon, right?
3: Yeah, you know, Cecil Gordon, number 24 there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got Cecil
1: going with you? No, he's, Cecil's dead. He's picking up Terry Anderson, who is one of Cecil, Cecil Gordon's uh, crewmen. Oh, okay. was one of his crewmen okay well terry that's great and uh, i wish i could be up there with you and hopefully uh we'll have you back on and you can tell us how that went uh it just sounds oh, okay. like I, I, it just sounds great i've never met don tar but i remember when he drove those uh he drove dodges the way i remember most of the time and uh, i remember a particular one number 37 i believe it was it was green with coca-cola in red on the back of it and uh he could actually drive pretty well i believe he was a dentist from miami wasn't he
3: no, he was a medical doctor.
1: Oh, was he a medical doctor?
3: Well, yeah, you know, he was a medical doctor. Yeah. Now he got, he shut his practice down in mountain city about three years ago, but, uh, the Coca-Cola, uh, uh, sponsorship that Don was the first for- person to have, uh, bring uh Coke, cocoa on board in, in the, into the uh, NASCAR part of it.
1: Well, I remember I didn't know what kind of doctor he was, but I was, I was right on the Coke. So let's talk about next Friday at ten o'clock in the morning. You have been so gracious at you and uh and Don Miller, who I guess I don't know his exact title, but I guess he probably the president or CEO or something of the North Carolina it's Motorsports Hall of Fame and it's in Mooresville and it's a fabulous uh a fabulous collection of race cars and memorabilia and you're hosting uh really the grand opening for the Neil Castles book that he and I wrote and, uh, and we're nice enough to let us set up a table with, um, uh, some people coming into town probably for Charlotte and the other, uh, things that are going on. And, and we appreciate you having Greg and I up there.
3: Well, you're quite welcome. Uh, well, that Perry, yo guys, uh, go start at 10 o'clock and will go to about noon or later, just however long you guys want to stay. I, I've got to set up with Don and he, he said, uh, fine on it. And, uh, uh, you uh, know, Castle is, a, is a, quite a character uh, uh, over the years. A lot of people, I don't think they knew that, that Don ran in about 47, 48 uh, convertible races, plus all the hardtop races at the Grand National. National shared in the late 50s, and, of course, he ran through the 60s at his Dodge, and he drove a wing car, number six, and, uh, and uh, things like that, and uh, quite a quite a character.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he was also the Grand National East champion the first year they did that in 1972, and finished second in that that uh, series in 1973. So, Neil Castles is quite a, a a legend, and we will have him on the show uh, very soon. But he had such a a diverse uh, career. When he got through racing, and at the and during his racing career, he got involved with Hollywood doing stunts and movies like Thunder Road and Thunder in Carolina and Six Pack and and Grease Lightning with Richard Pryor, and he did so many movies he it, that sort of took over the racing, and uh, it's just he's just one story after another, and I, and I know he's got some things I believe he's going to donate to your Hall of Fame. He told me he had a uh, Dodge super B racing uniform. That was a, one of a kind. Oh
3: boy. That, uh, boy, that right there would be really nice. And, uh, and, also he got, he got, he worked with, uh, Hal Needham for uh, years, years and years, uh, uh, through the stunt driving and things like that. His, uh, you know, I think his son is still, is still with it. And, uh, Neil, Neil also is still a part of the, of the, uh, uh, stunt teams and stuff like that that they,
1: Well, set programs up well neil is uh probably one of the best car finders i mean if you need a 34 packard uh convertible neil castles will have you a 34 packard convertible by the next day and his son neil jr is very much involved i mean he's uh if you google neil castles jr there's a great picture of him pops up coming through a door with a machine gun blazing so uh yeah neil castles jr's working right now on a movie and um I think Greg's got something for you here. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: for the people, I was fortunate enough to to be there in the day when Neil was running good. And Neil, he could drive the heck out of a race car. I mean, no ifs, ands, buts about that. But people would be stunned if they know what all he did besides racing in Hollywood, like Perry said, and a lot of these other things. And the, the durability and things he'd done way before I got involved in it but what ought Neil Castle's first class? I mean, he just, you don't get much better than him. And uh, I'm just tickled to death that Barry, you don't got the book wrote on him because he certainly needed it, deserved it.
3: Hey, I'll tell you, it's one of the best people people right there about telling telling stories. And uh, I think everything really got started off with Soapbox Derby, if I remember right on uh, Neil. That's why he got his name Sophie.
1: Well, it is, and he got it from B- Buddy Schumann, which was like one of the well-
3: – Okay. Yep, one top,
1: yep, one of the top. Yep, one of the top drivers and builders of the day. Schumann and Thompson's garage in Charlotte was uh, was uh, <laughs> actually it was almost like the precursor to uh, Holman Moody in Charlotte because a lot of the same people were at both of them. But tell us uh, now, th- this is going to be next Friday morning at ten o'clock, and Neil and I and Greg will be there with some books to sell. And what all else do you have there in the museum? You got a lot of good looking historic race cars and, and things in there.
3: Okay. Uh, we have, you know, we have 43, uh, race cars in our, uh, in our museum. We have a, an awful lot of, uh, of the real things, uh, especially when you get back in the fifties and sixties and, um, seventies and stuff like that. Uh, uh, well, one thing we've got, we got a 39 Ford that belonged to the first lady of racing, uh, Louise Smith. She's out of Greenville, South Carolina. And, uh, and uh, now, now uh, also that car there got—it's uh, documented that the that, uh, that she rode, uh, you know, ran now uh, two races on the sands of Daytona with it. Wow! And another uh, we then we got a '59 Ford Thunderbird that when they went on the new track in '59 at Daytona on the paved pave track, that uh, this '59 Ford Thunderbird that Ford Motor Company wanted to have, but but they couldn't. Uh, use it because it was, a, was a, the second sports car, that the Corvette. You know? So they had to send it to the wind tunnels and different things, make sure it didn't have any more uh, advantage of any, like a regular 59 Ford or 59 Chevrolet or something like that. And there was eight of them was built by Holman and Moody, and we have the Fritz Wilson, the number 64 car, and it's, it's original in it right here. It's been, it's been reconditioned. But it's one of the nicest cars. It's also
1: a zipper, Tom. Yeah, I remember yeah, those that, 59 Thunderbirds. And uh, uh, you, you're right, there was eight of them. And I, I think Curtis Turner had one. I can't name them all. Eduardo Dibos had one. He was from Peru. And uh, Bob, uh, Tiger,
4: Tiger Tom Pistone Tiger had one.
1: Tom had one twice with that car later on in the year. And uh, Bob Burdick, I yep. think, out of Omaha had one. So, uh, yep. yeah, those were good race cars. Cotton Owens ended up with one somehow. Because they called it the Thunder
3: Chicken. Oh, really? Yeah. I wish I had one of them. <laughs> you right now, I, yo, and Bob Burdick out right there. Now he had his own, his, uh, his own car at Burdick Garage out there that built that. That wasn't a Holman moody car.
1: Okay. All right. Well, it was a '59 Thunderbird. I was anyway, kind of close.
3: Exactly. Great, <laughs> hey, great car though.
1: Well, I, I hope we have a lot of people come up there and and not just for this signing. But, you know, throughout the year, because you've got a great museum, and it's right off of I-77. Um, what do you, Off the top of your head, uh, do you know that exit number? And uh, Is that Highway 150? Uh, I don't want to confuse people, but what is that exit off of 77?
3: Okay, yeah. You know, uh, uh, off of 77, you go to exit 36 in Morrisville. And if you're coming south on 77, you'll bear to the right. And that puts you on 150, and you go up a couple red lights, and uh, you're going to see the Chick Fil A, and you turn down by that. Go in that dip, go up to the top of the hill, turn to the right, you'll see the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame. Well, that's you're coming north, and of course you get off the ramp and cross back over top of 77, go down a couple lights.
1: Well, I can't wait to get there, and I can't wait to see you and everybody. Now, tell us a little bit um, in a couple of minutes we have left about. An event coming up in Mount Airy, North Carolina, and I believe that's in September.
3: Yo, uh, that that's September fourteenth. Uh, it's the Moonshine and Racers Reunion. Sounds good downtown, already. Yeah, exactly right. Old uh, Mayberry itself, right there. But uh, but I'll tell you the first, like, you know, the first month that they were starting starting to advertise this when they got a hold of the uh, 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 mayor and the council and different people you uh, Mount Airy uh, up there to set this thing up. They just opened their arms up and you uh, know uh, like in the first, first month they had over 3,600 hits. Uh, wow. i uh, getting information information on this thing here. We think this is going to be bigger than what Okinichi uh, always was there. You know, we would have five to 7,000 people show up at that track there. Uh, o- uh, Autograph stations are going to have book signings. They're going to have all kinds of stuff there. Okinichi was unbelievable. Fantastic.
1: Uh, Okiniji was unbelievable in its day, and if it, it surpasses that, they've done something.
3: The way I look at it, that you know, that's true. But uh, but people like uh, Bill Bill Blair and some of the some of the folks right there has just has just went out there and uh, and talked to these people and presented what they can uh, do for them right there, and the city of uh, Mount Airy just just opened the, opened the doors up. And of course, I'm sure there's going to be some. Moonshine cars up there and stuff like that that's going to bring it out. But there've been a lot of, a lot of race cars and also that uh, you can take a, a lap around, around the racetrack up there. The lady owns the racetrack. She says you'll have a great so People can make a, make a lap on the old track up there.
1: Well, I tell you, Bob, that sounds great. And we're gonna, I tell you what, when I, when I come up there, I'll bring Otis. Okay. Call <laughs> <Tell> me. <them>. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I'll bring Otis, and I, I, I'm i trying to figure out who I would be. I don't know if I translate. I'd be Gomer. I mean, what the heck. They probably got a Gomer, but uh, they probably got an Otis, too. But, Bob, look, it's been great having you on the show, and I'm sorry we're we're so pressed for time. We went from a two-hour show this morning to a 50-minute show, but I wasn't about to uh, to uh, leave you off. Uh, not only is it to sell books and an appearance that I'm going to be in, but you're a great guy, and you need to promote the things you've got uh the museum and, and this event you just mentioned at Mount Airy. And it's, it's always a pleasure and we'll have you on again, uh, during the summer, especially up, uh, prior to the, that next event at Mount Airy. And thank you so much.
3: Hey, yeah, I appreciate it right there for you guys. Uh, anytime right there, I, I'll be happy to see you next Friday. Uh, all three of you there.
0: Yeah. I just, once they pair, I see you more as a Floyd.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> especially oh, with yeah. this, especially with this hair I've got. You're yeah, right. I'm very more like an Andy. Well, I don't know about that, but anyway, we'll figure it out. We got Otis covered and Bob, I'll see you next Greg and I next Friday morning and appreciate it so much.
3: Hey, thanks, Bray. Appreciate it.
1: Greg. All right. Thank you so much. And that is Bob Hisson from the North Carolina Motorsports. I think he called it auto racing hall of fame. So let me pronounce it correctly. You can pull that up on the internet and, um, and get more details about it, but we're going to take a break right now and come back, uh, after these messages, wait a minute. Hold on. What you got? I'm sorry. Oh, go go ahead, Roll Tide. What you got? We're we're really pressed for time. Roll Tide.
4: Um, on the Andy Griffin show, and he was the town drunk.
1: Yeah, Otis was the town drunk. That's right.
4: Yeah, but he was the only one
1: married on the show. Okay, well, Greg's married. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is true. That, it, it, yeah, that, I remember that. That is true.
1: It worked. Well, you know, but that's, that show changed so much because Otis had a son because he oh. he had him up there. Uh, he might have been divorced, but he had a son because he had him audition playing uh, saxophone one time for the, the shoe salesman from New York. He did. Uh, I know he, had he did. had a
2: brother, too. It made him made him
4: a daddy yeah, so he looked good but he was only he was only one married everybody
2: else wasn't married <laughs> he's a divorced
1: widower or widower all right we got a we got a guest we got to get on I hey, appreciate you good one, buddy. okay thank you pal you, we'll talk Thanks. to you later all right that was a brief roll tide terry and we're going to come back after uh these messages with uh nick firestone of the famous Firestone. i don't even know if i announced him before the show that we were going to have him but nick firestone who's great grandfather great great grandfather built a
2: tire too
1: he built a few tires and a one indy for every year for a long time we'll have nick on in just a few minutes you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg
0: want to talk racing with the guys call the sign force hotline now at 864-468-1400 start your engine returns in a moment on fox sports 1400 and 98.3 fm
2: Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices?
0: A-Plante!
2: Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? A-Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a-Plante? all Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946.
0: Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Are you sick of all the cookie cutter, boring barber shops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber
2: Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner AJ West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair
1: cut like you like it and in a fun man cave like environment, then give AJ a call at
0: 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome.
1: Even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289.
2: Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Join us weekdays at 3 for Open Mic Daily on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400.
0: Now on FM at 98.3.
1: Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive in studios. You know how I know it's spring? Wow. I killed a snake yesterday. I don't like snakes. I don't either laying next to my driveway. And uh we won't hurt nothing. Well, he's three snakes now. One of them the one with the head's real short. <laughs> but uh let's bring on our guest now. And um we are so proud to have Nick Firestone calling to us, uh, or we're actually calling him and he you're down in Mexico, Nick.
5: Yeah, speaking of uh <laughs> like snakes, yeah, I'm in the middle of the desert. Um didn't see any snakes. I'm down here, um ironically I'm here with P J Jones, you know, Pinelli Jones' oldest son. Yes sir. and um Obviously, there's a mutual connection there between you and I, and and um, you know, that's the whole reason I got into racing, which I'll get to in a second. But yeah, we just finished the Nora 1,000, and we were racing in the UTVs, you know, the side by sides, like the Can Am Maverick turbos. I don't know how popular they are where where you are, but they're oh, really they're all over the roads. Here. That's a and um,
1: I, I can't yeah. imagine seeing those race. So, <laughs> PJ one hit.
5: <laughs> They're fast. I mean, it, you know, I, I started off road racing and, and, um, uh, you know, I built a you know purpose built race car when I was 18. And this thing is so much more car than that. I mean, granted it's been a number of years, but uh, it's insane. They're really fast. I know they're, they're not really necessarily built for racing, but they, they last. I mean, PJ won his class. Uh, he has an unlimited one. I was running in the stock class. Uh, he and I started a rental company for these things. So I took one of the rentals out of our fleet and Literally ran in the race, and then I'll go back in the rental fleet when we get home. So, um, pretty big testament to these cars. But it's it's just a lot of fun, and you know it's great to be down here. And I got to race with PJ's son, so I got to race with Jace Jones. You know, that's Parnelli's grandson, and you know my dad and Parnelli used to come out here and you know pre-run and stuff. So it was it was really kind of cool and special for me to be able to do that. And we, we had a blast. The kid the kid can drive. You're going to be hearing that name in a number of years. He's only 14
2: doesn't even have a license <laughs> <laughs> nick this so. is greg I, what i was uh what i was wondering I yes sir. kind of lost me uh talking about the uh the, the car obviously i run some kind of off-race stuff i mean what kind of car is it i don't know perry said there are a lot of around here but i didn't catch that because i went to sleep or something
5: oh okay well um Is an electric car it, 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 i mean what the do y'all category think? is called U- utv no it's called a utv it's just like Utility, terrain vehicle, but they call them side-by-side. So Polaris oh, okay. Razors, you know, Yam, you know, and Can-Am makes one now. Um, it's a great car. So uh, I call them cars, you know, um, but they're um, they're really impressive machines. They have, you know, they have 22 inches of suspension travel. The thing goes 0 to 60 in and 4.4. And, and by the way, when you get around 50 miles an hour through the desert, it's fast. It's really fast. And uh, this thing can do. I had it up to ninety two on one of the sections. Good grief. And um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's just you know there's so much detail out there that um, it, you really feel like you're moving, and it, it, it focuses you. There's 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 no falling asleep at that
2: speed. So I heard back years ago. You know when Parnelli would I know we run with your daddy a lot, and uh, he used to run with Bill Stroop some, and Bill strop Jr. Uh, told me that they would. Uh, hit the dunes and it was so bumpy that sometimes they would they urinate red uh from all the concussion in the seats and stuff. of course this was a long time ago so i know it's got to be sound like a lot of fun if my body could take it
5: yeah it's a different yeah it it was it was brutal back then i mean even when i was racing in 84 um you would get in some of those bumps that like bill was describing and the car was sort of rattled back and forth. And I mean, I'm 18 years old and I thought I was having open heart surgery. I thought they were putting that. Uh, I mean, it, you know, and I'm 18. I didn't, I didn't, you know, pee red or anything, but, um, oh man, that just beats you up. And, and the cool thing for me was when I built this off road car, um, Parnelli had his racing division still. And he would, you know, supply the off road, uh, stuff. And, so, actually, for me, I had, like, these thin Firestone, like, tractor tires or, like, farm tires for the mud on the front. And I had their, you know, radial ATX. That's what they call it back in the day on, on the rears. And that's a, that's the same car we had in all our trucks and, you know, on the chase equipment. But, Greg, we, we raced the Mint 400. It's 400-mile 400 loops just outside of Vegas. It is the roughest off-road race in the world by far. It is brutal. Like, you were praying for 50 yards of like smooth, so you can just take a breath and then go back to getting your sternum ripped apart. And we started and finished that race on those on those tires, all of them. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really and you know finished third in our class, I think, or second in our class. So um, you know that was the start of me being on fire some stuff and racing. And then you know I didn't get back on their tires uh, race wise until Indy Lights. You know, and then um, when I tried to qualify for Indian 99, and I was on their IndyCar tire, which was you know great sense of pride for me, and and uh, um, you know they do a phenomenal job with that tire, so um, it was kind of cool to be in the car, and you know you can see the front tires right in the IndyCar, and you, you know they slap those things on there, and you know the names right there. So
2: anyway, you know the way we feel, I, I'm sure you know the way me and Bud Moore feel about Firestone just like you and Parnell and everything, uh, Firestone makes fast tires. And, you know, uh, we, we got in situations with NASCAR, you know, when Firestone, you know, went strictly Indy car racing. But uh, we run Firestones a lot, and I tell you what, I can't ever think of a race that we ever went to uh, in the Trans Am, even with the Grand Astro cars when y'all, y'all were busting down Firestone tires for us. The Firestone Tire was always fastest. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And and, uh, I I know. And that's amazing. You know, I mean, in some ways, it's a real shame that, you know, none of our competitors are in IndyCar or, you know,
4: because, you know, it was
5: all out war back then. I mean, you know, as you know, Firestone was as invested as any of the manufacturers. I mean, you know, they were all out there spending. I mean, I I remember you telling me the story. You you remember you did – $4 $4 million in billings in 1969, and Ford gave you the cars. And I did the math. That's like $16 million now. That's like you a know, NASCAR budget. But, you know, Firestone's out there spending because, to your point, you know, they got Goodyear there, you know, and, you know, everyone's investing so much to win these races because, I mean, the beauty of, of the cars in those days was they actually looked like the ones you could buy, you know. So it had a huge appeal and all, you know, the best drivers out there. I mean, it was, it was a phenomenal time to be in racing. And, uh, I remember that you know, I came to watch you guys in mid Ohio. I was three years old and my dad and Parnelli were already friends. And, you know, he put me in that, you know, boss 302 Mustang of Parnelli's. And, you know, I'm like, I want to be a race car driver, you know, three. So everyone starts laughing, but <clears throat> that was it. You know, I was hooked. And, um, yeah, it's talking to, uh, Marco Andretti a couple of years ago, cause you're talking about like how fast the tires are. He was like, they're actually so good now that um, you know they were getting too good. He thought they they tried to bring it back to the driver a little bit more, so they actually went and like detuned them a little bit, you know. Which, as you know from an engineering standpoint, that's incredibly hard to do. Um, but you know, when Firestone came back in the car racing and Goodyear was there, I mean, you know, basically. And, you know, we were killing them. And and all of a sudden, all the teams started switching, switching, switching. And the, the only, the last holdout was Penske. And then when Penske switched, you know, Goodyear put out this press release that they're getting out of IndyCar racing. And I was like, listen, you can read all the press releases you want. You know, they got out of IndyCar racing because we drove them out. <laughs> I mean, we just built a better tire. So... Um, you know, go
1: ahead. No, i was just going to say I want to identify you so that our, our our listeners will know we're talking with Nick Firestone, uh, great-great-grandson of Harvey Firestone. And, and I wanted to touch on that for just a second. I know you didn't meet your great-great-grandfather, but uh, I'm, I'm such an indie freak myself, and everybody here knows it. Uh, and I look at all these old photographs and everything of uh, not just – not at Indy, but just in historic photographs of your father. I mean, your great great grandfather, Harvey Firestone, and Thomas Edison, and Henry Ford, and and all of these legendary. I mean, what a what a meeting of the minds that must have been with all those great inventors, you know, that were actually friends and hanging out together. And um, you've got to be very proud of of that. I know you are.
5: Oh yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, it, it you know, once again, it's a tremendous source of pride. And it's funny because. You mentioned Edison and, and Ford, and, you know, my mom, uh, my dad has since passed away, so my, my mom has kept these photo albums. They used to go on these camping trips, and I'm doing air quotes, um, because, you know, Ford would supply the buses, and, you know, they'd obviously be on Firestone tires, and they'd go out there, and these people would set up these huge tents and cook meals for them. But, you know, Edison, Ford, and, and, and Henry Ford, and, and my great-grandfather used to, you know, go out and hang out and, and camp out. You know, I, I guess it was like the invention of glamping, you know, way back in <laughs> 21. <Yeah. '21.
1: laughs> I know there's but, a great picture you know, of all of them sitting so, on some uh, water wheel or something at an old mill someplace. It's, yeah, It's, it's exactly. great stuff.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got to do tons of amazing stuff. And, and um, it's funny because I'd always sort of seen the pictures, but um, uh, a couple of years ago, Firestone uh, did a, a media day at Indy to bring back the Indy 500 tire, which is a, a great streetcar tire, by the way. I have it on my Dodge Challenger, and I pulled, like, 1.03 Gs and that thing with, with those tires, and, man, mm. uh, that is not easy to do. I mean, I love that car. It's beautiful, but it is not light, and, uh, um, but they, you know, so they brought that back, and they had this media day, but it was great because they did all these videos and stuff, and I actually saw videos of my great-grandfather that I've never seen before, so you know, like, he and Edison, like, you know, he would give him such a hard time, because he couldn't, Edison couldn't really hear, and and it was hysterical to see, like, to actually hear him talk, and, you know, hear him interact, I mean, there were were brief clips, but and then last year, it was the 150th anniversary of my um, great-grandfather's, you know, birth year, so they did another, you know, really cool thing, Firestone did an indie, um, you know, we had a big thing on Friday night, and, they you know, they commemorated the 150th anniversary, and they gave me uh, a speech to read that he gave to the you know uh, the same like a group of people that fired some people there in 1933. Mm. I dug it out. It's not that long. If you'll indulge me, I need to read this to you. It is phenomenal. Like it, it it applies as much in the 30s as it does today, except for one thing. We don't we obviously at IndyCar level don't race on the street tires anymore. If you've got that but to read else, now, if you've got is, that
1: to read now, we've got about four minutes.
5: Okay, I'll read it quickly. Okay. So, yeah, I do. So, this race is a test of men. It's talking about Indy 500, of machine and of tires. You may think that you know something about fast driving, but all that you know is nothing as compared with what these men have to know. I have been watching these races ever since they began 21 years ago, and I have come to realize that to get place in this race, not only must the car and its tires be nearly perfect, but the driver must have that sixth sense that distinguishes the artist from the common man. These drivers are artists. They not only have to be able to drive when they can hardly see, but they have to know how to take the turns and meet the emergencies by instinct. I make tires, and every invention or development that increases our speed means that I must make a tire ahead of what that car calls for. The brick track here, with the speeds these men make, test tires beyond anything that can be duplicated in the laboratory and on the road. The Firestone Company takes a special pride in this race. For today, every car on the track is using Firestone tires. These racing tires are not special except in the tread. The racing tread has to resist a terrific heat as well as the abrasion of high speed so it is harder and thinner than the tread which we have developed as best for passenger cars. But the big distinguishing feature of Firestone tires, the features that make the racing drivers buy them, are all present in every Firestone tires. It is those features that make Firestone stand out from all others. The Firestone engineers are here today, as they have been here at every race. Every Firestone tire in this race will be studied in the laboratory. For although we believe Firestone tires to be the best that can be constructed, we are never satisfied with our product. Every race brings us something new that we can use to provide you with a better tire.
1: <laughs> that is great. That's uh, unreal. I mean, except for saying that the race was 12 years old or
2: whatever and, uh, and on the bricks. I mean, that that's fantastic. That could be used I- today that's unbelievable but yeah we're getting close on time but one thing i did want to people don't know it you know uh goodyear made an interliner for the tire you know to help from blowing but the biggest fear driver had was burning up and firestone developed the the fuel cell in nascar and that saved a lot of drivers from the flames and stuff but that was that was a firestone invention to put the bladder in the stock cars and probably all the rest of cars that's one thing Besides the fact that good fast tires, they, they, they also took care of other things too.
5: Yeah. And it's funny you said that because my dad, you know, obviously is very close to a lot of guys, a lot of drivers, Mario and everything. And and I remember, I remember the day I was very young. I remember the day he said they invented that and he was really happy because like you said, that just took one of the risk factors way down. And, um, you know, so, you know, it's if we can make the sport the better, because you know, that obviously never going to be safe especially at these speeds but you know i mean cars can hit hard and you know, drivers walk away and you know uh that's great because it, you know you don't want to have to pay you know the huge price for a mistake so um well i appreciate it greg i appreciate you giving me a chance to be on here and
1: oh
2: um, man you Nick, know, before
5: it's like it's great before you go, go I've, got, I've got the most important question to ask you
2: being a firestone okay. do you get free tires mm-hmm
5: uh i used to but uh you know, i mean to be honest with you what i do now is that I, I, I sort of chase the store managers around and then um and then they give me the employee discount i actually as, uh, they call it general servicemen i was only allowed to change oil and and you know change tires um which is fine i wasn't really that mechanically inclined yet but uh so, yes, um, I used to, but then I guess the buddies that I knew that used to set me up left. But, you know, hey, uh, they gave me a really good price. And, you know, so, you know, I, I, I don't want to abuse the privilege. So, but so, trust me, if I can find someone to give me free tires, I will. Because the, the ones that I like are not cheap. So.
2: Yeah. Well, anyway, Nick, we're cut for time. Hopefully, you're going to come back on the show. Oh, later, we got to have you back. Later in the season, because we could talk about you and stuff oh, you've done and everything. But yeah. the main question, I kind of had the reason Ronnie mentioned it, me and Perry have a couple of Hypo Mustangs, and they got Pirellis on them, and we want Firestones on them. So we're I hoping got, you could pull some string I got hand cook, hand cook, Something like that. These Mustangs, these new ones, looks yeah. like Parnellis. But anyway, we'll let you go, and I know you're busy, and please talk to us again uh, as soon as we can, because we got a thousand stories to talk the next hour about. We really do. Yeah, we appreciate.
5: It. Yeah, anytime. Just call me. Catch me again. So, all right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much. And Thank that you. was Nick Firestone. What a great interview, Greg. I, I mean, think- that was. I knew it would be. We would be good. But that was. That was excellent.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd interviewed him. I think one time a long time ago, and but once he gets started, he uh he knows all the history. I mean. His great-granddad never was Thomas Edison, Henry Ford I.
1: And you know what? I may have left one out, but I think uh, old Alexander Graham Bell was hanging around with that crowd, too. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Some of the smartest people in the world. Could you imagine camping out with that bunch? (laughs) I I bet they couldn't start a fire. I know one thing. No, I bet they could. I
2: feel like I
1: went to heaven. All right. We're going to go straight in now with, uh, we don't have his opening, but. We do have the man, Nelson Crozier. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning. And uh, we just had Nick Firestone on, and, and we've uh, had a, a action packed show this morning because it's only fifty minutes long, and we're going to end up with you. And I wanted to get your views. I, I want to say right now that we thank Lanny McKinney for doing the podcast for us, and Alan Hill, who was invited here, but uh, evidently he decided uh, he'll keep all his stuff till next week. They finished second at Cherokee. And we always appreciate Alan Hill for his part, but we'll have him back on next week when we've got a, the full two hours. So, Nelson, um, heck of a race down there at uh, Talladega, sort of safe and, and calm and, and exciting up until the end when they started bending up a lot of cars. And uh, what's your impressions of Talladega?
4: They need uh, you know, to get better control in the control tower. Um, when they throw the caution, uh, and, you know, different procedures during the race.
1: Well, I mean, is there a particular, a particular, uh, instance that makes you say that?
4: Well, you know, uh, two weeks ago, uh, they penalized, uh, Keselowski because he was not, uh, in quote the proper position, uh, you know, and it was a miscue on the towers part, uh, you know, they weren't communicating properly at Talladega. They should have thrown the caution, uh, you know, initially for the debris and you wouldn't have had the big grass on the backstretch, uh, you know, uh, new people in the tower. So, you know, it's going to get better, but right now, uh, you know, it's a transitionary period. Uh, but all in all, I thought the racing was very good at Talladega.
1: Well, they, uh, uh, I had one of the most exciting pit stops I've seen in a while. I thought that was beautifully executed. The way that uh, my man Keselowski came in and uh, it looked like something out of a uh, vacation. Or what was that? um uh, National Lampoon movie where uh, Chevy Chase parks that car, that the the family cruiser there, into the motel parking lot. He just spun it in there, spun it in there backwards perfectly. It fit just right. He did. I mean, it
4: was a Jerry Chitwood move. No question about it.
1: And we failed to pick a winner last week. Uh, I think I zigged when I should have zagged. I've been picking uh, Chase Elliott for weeks, and then I didn't pick him any wins, and he's got the poll tomorrow at Dover. And so uh, let's get our picks in right now because we're, we're going to be out of here in about five and a half minutes. If you could uh, – uh, I'm going to take Chase again. So, Nelson, who you like? Uh, I
4: think I'll go with the four card. He's about to for a win.
1: All righty, Ronnie. What you think? Well, you did pretty good for me last week picking the eighty-eight, so I think I'll stay with him. Well, I did because you always picked him last year, and uh, Dad and he did finish second. It was a good to see Chevrolet get back in victory lane. Greg, who you like?
2: Nelson. Where? Where did Kyle Busch qualify? Are they qualified yet?
1: They qualified yesterday. At the, That's what I Chase thought. Is Chase is on the pole. Chase on pole. Yes.
4: Kyle Busch uh, is twenty-second.
1: Okay. And uh, Alan's not here. He took Ryan Blaney last week, so we'll just let that carry over. I don't think he'll mind that too much. Nelson, yeah, we got a baseball game coming up here in a few minutes, a doubleheader. And so we got, as happened when you were here, live in the studio, so you know what we're up against. Um, So are you up at Dover or are you back in Charlotte?
4: Well, I'm at the Statesville Airport. We were supposed to have a flight out at 7 o'clock this morning, and then we've been waiting for the fog to lift.
1: Oh, man. Holy cow. And so, you ha-
4: you have to fly out of Statesville? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going up on one of the crew planes, and that's where
1: they fly from. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, have a safe flight. I mean, uh, those aren't sure things either. My son had a flight last night from Arizona back to Jacksonville, North Carolina for uh, his Marine training, and he's home now. And then I pick up the paper this morning and saw where a uh, – they had a, a plane crash in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. You uh, uh, the they had the truck race. We just haven't had any time to 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 check on uh, to discuss any of this stuff. They had the truck race last night, and I saw that. Uh, I got it written down here, and I can't even tell you off the top of my head who won it. Uh, who won that race last night? You know, I
4: didn't even. Uh, <laughs> I remember, but I didn't watch it. But, uh, on Johnny another Sa- note I got from, it. I got I, it. I printed it. Johnny, oh, Sauter. Johnny Sauter.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Sauter. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got a whole right. stack of notes here again. I killed a lot of trees and we're not going to get to any of it, but Nelson. Um, yeah. so coming out of Talladega, they had, um, Chevrolet back in victory lane and actually Chevrolet took the first several positions. So, uh, I guess they're breathing a sigh of relief now. Oh,
4: well, they had a big team meeting, uh, prior to the race and they were told in no uncertain terms, uh, you know, by the Chev- Chevrolet executives that they better produce and they better better, uh, you know, work together, uh, you know, as a Chevrolet team. Uh, and they did, and between that and the caution coming out when it did, that's what assured them the win. Uh, but uh, on another note, which will make you all happy, uh, uh it's qualifying is right now, and it's only about a quarter of the way through. But with uh eight or ten cars going, uh, the 51 car is on the currently on the pole.
1: Well, that would be great because they had a rough Talladega, you know. They were he had just moved into, and I was watching that race, he was in the top 10 and looking like he was getting ready to go into the top five when it all broke loose there in the, in the second turn. And of course he was eliminated in the crash, but he was in line to have a real good finish at Talladega. So a good start. And, and he doesn't usually qualify all that great, but maybe he'll stay up there. He's uh he's due for some good luck that we're talking about, uh, Jeremy Clements, of course.
4: Right. He, he got bumped one position. Ross Chastain just bumped him back to second.
1: All right. Well, quit talking about him and maybe he'll stay up mm-hmm. there. <laughs> well, Nelson, we're going to, uh, we got to get out of here in less than a two minutes. So, you take care of yourself, buddy, and we will be talking to you next week. Um, and get ready for the, all the festivities at Charlotte. No, uh,
4: we go to Kansas first.
1: We go to Kansas first. I'm look That's what I get for looking at the Xfinity uh, schedule here. We got Kansas, mm-hmm. and then the festivities at Charlotte. And, uh, but we'll talk to you next week, no matter where we are.
4: Sounds good.
1: All right, buddy. Thank you. That's Nelson Crozier. We got to find his lead in music. Well, I've got a minute and 15 seconds to tell you everything that's going on. I'll say real quickly that the, uh, the Gander RV 400 is on FS1 tomorrow. That's the cup cars at Dover. The trucks ran last night. The uh, ARCA cars are in Nashville, Tennessee. That is tonight for the Music City 200. And Xfinity qualifying, like you said, is going on right now for the Allied Steel Buildings 200 which is at 1.30 today on FS1. Greg, you got about 10 seconds to say something.
2: Uh, Dover, I like that place. You know, that was always a good racetrack for us. They call it the Monster Mile for a reason. Uh, first time my brother Brent went to it. It's a scary place to be, but we had a lot of success, and, and it's a good place. Okay, Ronnie. Listen, I hate to miss last week, but two weeks ago after... The show, and we went out to eat with uh, Nelson Crozier. Had a wonderful time
1: with him, and I hope we get to get together soon. He even had his lug nut to show you. He did, and I was impressed. It is a very impressive thing. So, uh, stay- He let me take a picture. <laughs> he had a stud with him, too, and that was not uh, something lug nut goes on. Oh, that was me. Okay. So, anyway, we're uh, <laughs> glad you could join us this morning, and we're going to go straight down to... Uh, Clinton, South Carolina with Presbyterian Baseball and Brian Clary standing by for a Wentworth double doubleheader. This will Start Your Engines and don't forget, to keep it between defenses. You've been listening to Start
0: Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen